tell stories that stick. You know, trust that you have an interesting story. It might just be covered up with cobwebs of of data and and dust of uh, of kind of uninteresting, factual, jargony things. Take those away. Kind of sand off the the, the layers of paint that somebody has covered up your story with over the years and get it then to a beautiful sheen. You know, polish it, let it shine and, and really put it out there and then tell it with passion. Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. 20 Minute Leaders is a proud supporter of Make-A-Wish Israel and tech to peace and is in proud collaboration with Secret Chord Ventures, J Ventures, Riverside FM, Fusion VC, Birthright Excel, J Impact, Leap, Google for Startups, and Hippo, and in media partnership with C-Tech. Thank you for being here. Second time. I'm so excited. It's been a while. Last time it was during the height of COVID. Good God. Exactly. So it's a second time, but three years uh, different. So, uh, so it's, I feel like it's a, it's a brand new story and it certainly is a brand new story. Today we're talking about sticking to my story. It's your new yes. book. And I believe that I'm catching you on launch day. Launch which day. Is, only for you, Michael. Only for you. <laughs> I love it. Well, uh, I can't wait to read the book myself, and um, and you, it sounds like you know you shared with me a little bit about about what what's inside, and I'm excited to dive into it over these 20 minutes and and get some some bits and bites and stories for what to expect. But uh, you know, one one of the things you mentioned is that Tim Draper wrote the forward, which is incredible, yes. uh, so an incredible guy, and so I already know that it's going to be a big hit. And tell me a little bit about what what led you to write the book, and uh, and you know you have such a significant uh, experience with storytelling and pitch decks and working with entrepreneurs, and so tell me all about it. So I mean, for years I've known that I've had the book inside, and and it needed to be written, and I've had people say, "Oh, you should write a book," and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those days you'll get around to it, and then some. Sometimes one of those days just kind of happened, and the right signal happens, and my publisher Vince. I actually was interviewed about a little over a year ago on his podcast, uh, Chasing the Insights, and we really hit it off. And he was just like mentioning offhand that he had a book publishing company. And I'm like, come again. And I really love his methodology because it's really hand-holding the author through the process, leading through the concept, the, the structure, the outline. I had an accountability call with him every week on the calendar, which kept me writing. It kept it real. And I started writing last May. And, and wow. in October, um, 2022, 2022, six months ago. I think that's pretty um, quick, right? Yeah. I mean, it was literally like, I wish I could have found the USB port on my brain and gone, <laughs> because it was so ready to come out. Um, and it's funny because over the years, I've written a lot of content for startups and, and um, I always been like, oh, this will make a good chapter for my book one day. <laughs> so I had a lot of content kind of ready it just needed to be edited and and put together for the book well so it, the fact that you had a lot of content ready for the book is because obviously you've been uh, generating a lot of value and uh, and uh, with a lot of insights over over the years so tell me a little bit about 
Uh, you know, what, you know, the different things that you've experienced that have led you to being able to write sticking to my story. I have been so lucky, Michael, to work in my ikigai, as, as the Japanese call it, my reason for being, which is, you know, where you can do good for the world and give them something they need, something you're good at, something you love doing and something you can get paid for. I mean, that's the, winning the lottery every single day. Um, so I work with startups and organizations, um, helping them craft and deliver powerful messages that drive to business results. Um, 2008 was a pivotal year for me. We're kind of in a sort of shadow time of that uh, era um, when I started working with startups mainly and um, seeing how the need over the past well, more than a decade has just increased to be important, how we're again in a financial crisis and a lot of uncertain times and your story matters more than ever. Uh, and it, it, people are asking me, is this the time to fundraise? Should I be fundraising? What's going on in the market? And, and what investors are telling me is it's about bringing value, immediate value. And it's also about being able to convey the story of what it is that you're going to do and why it matters now, why it's relevant these days. And why is storytelling so hard? It's hard because um, it's like when, when it's your own story, either one of two things usually happens. Either people are like, I don't know how to talk about myself. Or they're like, oh my God, yes. So our product is the best. And it's this and set and that. And they go on and on and on and on. And it's like, okay, shut up. I got it. Uh, but I didn't get it. So the biggest mistake people make is starting from them. You need to do the 180 and start from them, the other side. And that's what the power of storytelling does because you're telling a story that shows that you understand the pain and the need of your audience. And they are listening and going, yeah, that's right. That happened to me. That happened to someone I know. I get it. They're nodding. They're with you. And that's creating that power of influence because they are agreeing with you. And these stories that stick, and the title is very intentional, I remember pitches that I heard 10, 12, 15 years ago because the stories were so powerful. And I give some of those examples in the book, like Eat With Story and Cure Like Story and the Tokyo Story. And, you know, some of those are in there. And I just treasure these because, I mean, I, I work on a lot of pitches and I still remember the great stories. Interesting. Can you sort of distill what was it? What, you know, if you look at the stories that you remember, what really does it, what, what is the impact that they leave on you? And, and where does that come from? Why do you still remember those stories from all those years ago? So I, I write about it in the book, like why storytelling is so impactful. And our brains are really hardwired for stories. Uh, you don't have kids yet, but right. um, with my kids, I, they, they are story fiends. And, and I love telling them stories and I love hearing stories. I took them to see a production of uh, Sound of Music last night. And I cried the whole beginning because there's something so powerful about sharing a story and sharing something that's so, because I guess to me, having watched it as a child with my brother and sister and now taking my daughters to see it and the music and the story behind it is so powerful that I was just sitting there weeping. That is what stories do for us. It holds tons of feeling and emotion and other moments that get unlocked, that unlock feelings. And that is the best sales technique anywhere. Like Maya Angelou said, people don't remember what you say. They remember what you made them feel. I'm paraphrasing, but it, that's exactly it. Incredible. Okay. So take me back just a bit before we loop back to sticking to my story. 
your love for, for storytelling, where does that emerge from? Wow, that's a good question. I don't think anyone has asked me yet. Um, I, I remember in fourth grade discovering Nancy Drew and falling in love with reading. And I would like walk around with sacks full of books. So I, I was an avid reader as a child when we still actually read books and not just articles and posts. Um, and my daughters now are, are huge readers, which I love. And then I always said about myself, I'm not a writer. It's funny. I didn't think of myself as a writer, but then I, I found myself writing other people's stories and loving it and seeing all the pieces come together. Oh, they're saying this, they're saying this, they're saying that. How can we weave it together in this beautiful tapestry? And I became addicted to that. And I love hearing stories. I love hearing people's stories. So it's just been this thing that's evolved personally and then professionally. And then understanding the anatomy of a good story and how it can help. And my hope is with this book that it'll be helpful to people all over the world um, that, that, you know, want to tell better stories, that want to write better messages. So when you go out and envision writing this book, so I want to take you back, I guess, to last May, right? And, okay. and it, it started before that, but I want to take you back to last May. And you're imagining to yourself, you know, what a person may enter the book, you know, what mindset a person may enter the book with and what mindset they may leave with at the end of it, sort of the impact that this book is going to make on them. What is your vision? What is, what is sort of the, the, the energy that you're bringing with you into, into this process, the transition that you hope people would make as a result of reading it? So first of all, I like to drink my own champagne. That sounds better than eat my own dog food. So I wanted it to be very storytelling. So so I was very frank. It's very much my voice. It's funny when, when Vince's editors were working on it, he had to keep telling them, no, don't change that. That's her voice. <laughs> because it's like, it's not always proper and prim. So for me, it was much more important for it to be accessible to people. For them to go, oh yeah, I know. Oh, I get that. Oh, I can, I can make that work. So really breaking down the bits to empower people to tell great stories, to write great investor pitches, sales pitches. It's, it's earmarked as the alchemy of storytelling for startups. I, at first, I was going to write it for like everyone. It just would have been way too long. So we started with startups, but there's a lot in there that is relevant to anyone in any business. Mm -hmm. so, so how, how so how would a person not pitching a startup you mm -hmm. know how would this be relevant for them you know storytelling in the book specifically first of all understanding the power of storytelling what yeah. it is not just telling random little anecdotes it's tying it all together it's sticking an anchor in people's brains and just the 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 psychology and the philosophy behind what the other side is responding to, what you're saying, getting out of your own headspace and turning it around, flipping it and looking at the other side. That to me is key. Henry Ford said the real secret to success is being able to see your point of view and someone else's at the same time. And sometimes, I mean, we get so caught up in our own that it's very hard to acknowledge the other side. And when they don't feel acknowledged in her, they ain't going to buy from you. They ain't going to invest in you. They're not going to want to be around you. They're just going to feel intimidated. You want to kind of create that power. Yeah. And so biggest pitfalls that, that we may make in our daily life while storytelling or trying to engage with somebody? Take anything, your partner, your kid, yeah. if you have kids, your, your 
your workmates, if you are constantly talking to them in a way that makes them feel, you know, that you are the one bringing down the word, rather than getting into their position, looking at the world through their eyes, using the empathy and the understanding and, and kind of speaking in a way that's much more, I get you, I'm feeling the pain. Um, I've seen this happen and here's what we can do together to, to, to work on this. So, so storytelling is really about, I have a four chunk or four act, uh, structure for it that I lay out in the book. I mean, I, I'm a theater, uh, baby and I've always acted and I've been going to Broadway shows ever since I was like four or five. And there's a real intentional act building in there. And we always are going to start off with the pain. There, no Superman emerges until we have of the Lex Luthers of the world that, that kind of come up and, 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 oh my gosh, that just happened. What do we do now? The, the heroes are only as good as the villains are. The heroes are only as good as the villains are. I love it. Okay, so, so I'm an early stage entrepreneur and, um, and I'm storytelling every day. Right, I'm pitching every day, all day uh, to myself, to my mom, to my employees, to my investors. Oh, your dad more than your mom, I'd, I'd assume. My dad as well. <laughs> oh, and my, my mom is quite, quite a, she, she's quite critical and, and, and very, very smart, but, um, but certainly to my dad as well, of course. But, you know, what, what do I really need? What, what can I do? So, so taking it you know, a step back and saying, okay, I'm not a storyteller, not a storyteller, born a storyteller and I'm guessing this is an acquired skill and and I think that what you do is you not only help formulate the story but you also help entrepreneurs learn how to think about storytelling okay. and I got that from you and a lot of different conversations that we've had so what what is sort of the process that I can go through or can aim to go through as an entrepreneur here so um First of all, some people are born storytellers. I mean, we all are born storytellers. We all are born story listeners. Some of us lose it over the years. Like kids are great storytellers. Yeah, that's true. That's Sometimes really they true. tell it in too great a detail. So, you know, I have to always stop myself and, and, and like be patient with my girls telling every single detail of what happened at school because I want them to tell me things. And as they get older, I can also help them shape it. Um, but some people are born better storytellers. Some people have the charisma and the the wow factor like an Obama or a Clinton or a Gandhi or a Martin Luther King, someone that you just listen to and you're like, no, Steve Jobs, for example, he's one of the best storytellers of our era. But for when, sure. he, when he started out, he wasn't. Really? And there's a book called Becoming Steve Jobs, where it talks about his journey and his relentless rehearsal of everything being just right. So there is a method to telling a story and then to practicing it so you become better at telling it. But people often come to me, they're like, no, 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 I don't need to work on the content. Uh, people say I'm not very interesting, I'm not very engaging. And I say, here's the thing. Once your content is great, your story is great. of nerves or not being a great presenter are gone because you're not grabbing and trying to figure out what you're doing. You're fully focused. You're telling a story that is you. It's the DNA of you brought into the story. And then practicing, it just becomes icing. It really (laughs) does. Yeah. But you mentioned something interesting earlier about disconnecting, so doing this 180 and instead of focusing on, on you, you're putting, you're focusing on them who's listening 
It's not- Tell me more about that. Let's speak a little bit more about, you know, putting ourselves outside of the equation and, and listening for what the other side may be hearing. Absolutely. So there, we actually take in information through three channels, our visual, our auditory, and our kinesthetic. And we, we also um, communicate to different levels of people's understanding. Obviously, the brain, top of mind questions, but the heart and the gut also are listening and taking in the information. So this whole pipeline right here has to be taken in. And how do you touch people's heart and gut beyond just their mind, which is working furiously trying to understand what you're doing? You think about their pain, their need, or if it's an investor, the need or the pain of the audience that you're going to be addressing. Not all investors are going to use your product. They're not developers. They're not, you know. Um, And then at the same time, you're thinking about that and you're starting your story off with that. You are answering a line of questions. You're intuiting their questions, what they're going to ask. Now, people are like, but how do I know what they're going to ask? You know. I have a list in the book of over a hundred questions that investors ask and some tips on how to answer them. So you can be ready and know, okay. And now my whole framework is built around questions that they would ask, the investor questions, the who's, the what's, the where's, the why's, what's, why are you different? How is this um, going to make money? Um, how does it work? Are, do you have IP protection? So by already answering the questions before they even ask it, you're relaxing their brains. And you're taking them on a journey because there's a very intentional order to how their questions go. And let hmm. me tell you, it doesn't start from here. It starts from here. So, so you want to start them on journey. with the pain, the empathy, then go to the, 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 the you know, what it is that you're going to do. So you're the star of the show, but you've kind of brought in in a way where you started off with the gap and now how you're going to fill that gap. What are ways in which I can find the holes in my story? So... Whatever story I tell, there's going to be holes and iterations. I'm, I'm you can't exactly. Hear your own holes. You cannot hear your own holes. You have to then tell the story you've created to your team, your partners, your your family, your Uber driver, your you know whatever you have an opportunity and get their feedback. Now, you, at some point, you're going to stop getting feedback because I mean, with with my clients, we have a two hour session and they walk out with a fully scripted deck. And I tell them, listen, you're going to hear a lot of notes and a lot of people tell you this isn't there, this shouldn't be there, this. You can't change your message every time somebody makes a note. You have to trust that that once you're feeling that, don't create what I call a patchwork pitch where you're just like patching in. If somebody says something with meaning, great, make a slide. You can also put it in backup. So if anybody asks it, it's ready. But don't bloat your deck with all of these insights. Trust yourself. But practice, 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 practice. 100%. And so, Donna, before we leave, um, 20 minutes go by way too quickly. If there is one thing that you'd like readers to be left with from your book. Oh, wow. There's so many things. Um, Tell stories that stick. You know, trust that you have an interesting story. It might just be covered up with cobwebs of, of, data and and dust of uh of kind of uninteresting factual jargony things take those away kind of sand off the 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 layers of paint that somebody has covered up your story with over the years and get it then to a beautiful sheen you know polish it let it shine and and really put it out there and then tell it with passion 
because it's yours. It's your story. And the minute we've created it from, and I'm when I write stories with my, when I write decks with my clients, I don't use my words. I kind of channel it. I'm basically Donna GPT. Everybody's going GPT, uh, Chad GPT crazy. I've been doing this for 20 years, ingesting mountains of data and spitting out beautiful messages. And everybody's like, oh my God, that's so cool. I'm like, yeah, I'm whatever. <laughs> I've been doing that. Um, and actually my last chapter is called The Future of Storytelling. And as I was writing the book, ChatGPT, Jasper, all these tools were coming out. And I asked them what they had to say about it. <laughs> Read the book, you'll know. People are like, oh, wow. Aren't you going to be out of business? That uh, uh, tome, are they called? Just got, uh, just raised a huge round and they create storytelling and pitch decks. And I'm like, that's great. I still think I have a job for a while. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be replaced yet, but these tools are great um, assistance for us. Yeah. But you can't expect them to carry the load. They lack the empathy. That's what we're talking about. That's the part they don't know how to connect the dots yet from. Yet. All right, yeah. Donna, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate the time. Best of luck with the launch. I can't wait to read the book myself. And uh, thank you again for being thank on the show. And I look forward to having you again in, in three years, of I, course. Oh my goodness, I wonder where we'll be that. And by the way, if anybody wants to get it, um, it's on Amazon, Kindle and paperback. Um, the audio book goes into production uh, next week. I'm recording it. Uh, and uh, also stickingtomystory.com is the website, donagriffith.com. So please check it out. Thank you, Donna.